Welcome to Wake the Bear Radio with your host, Brandon Johnson, Chris Hurst, and Ron Powers. Love that roar. Mm, time to get the roar on. That's right. Time to wake up. Wake, wake the, everybody else up as well. Wake the bear. So, yeah, I think you were uh, woken up quite a bit. I, I better say awakened up quite a bit uh, this week. So we're looking forward to hearing tonight. Tonight we have a special guest who is actually our co-host, Brandon. You are special. Uh, and he uh, went to an amazing conference. And so, But before we do that, why don't we go with kind of the news of the week. This week has really had a lot of crazy things. Wow, we went from last week, the Georgia Guidestones being destroyed, <laughs> yeah. which was like a high point in my book, <laughs> and to a bunch of crazy stuff going on right now with like overthrows of governments and people protesting and most of that stuff you won't find on mainstream media unfortunately you're gonna have to go to an independent radio station like ksco and find out what's going on that's right that's yeah what right. about that public service announcement in oh. new york city wow. yeah yesterday i guess you know people if you have a tinfoil hat maybe that'll help because uh, this one is actually with nuclear fallout you know i actually have it queued up so why don't i play that so uh, because it was monkey, the weirdest thing it just started yesterday they monkey pox it. doesn't scare people enough we've got to get get them scared about something else this is new york city and this is about a nuclear fallout and it was a it was played on television as a public service announcement oh my goodness steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. Mm -hmm. All right? You've got this. You've got this. Okay, we're going to stay positive. What could happen? No idea about why there would be a nuclear attack. We're just, oh, it's just going to happen. We're just getting your permission ahead of time. That's right. But it's coming. Don't ask me why or how. Yeah, it hasn't changed a whole lot. I I think I've shared before that when I was a little girl, I lived in Washington, D.C., and they were training us as school children what to do during a nuclear attack. Also, we had the sirens that would go off, and then we were to take cover, and one of the literature things that they went over items in the the classroom was that if if you're on your bicycle make sure that first of all if you're going to be in a nuclear attack wear white that day uh, so that it will reflect better and if you're on a bicycle uh, find a ditch and dive into it and then put your bike on top of you So uh, you could see that things haven't changed a whole lot in 50 years. No. Although I didn't see them say put some sunglasses on, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Anyway, yes. So that was an interesting uh, public service announcement. Now, there was uh, the death of uh, Shinzo Abe. Right. And uh, from Japan. It was assassinated. Yeah. And that was, it was pretty dramatic seeing it. But, uh, you know, they have uh, the most strict gun laws in the world uh, in in Japan. Japan. uh, But yet the guy was able to 3D print. So if there's a will, there's a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about it right now. I just know that he did fight globalism. He, him and Trump sided on a – President Trump sided uh, together on a lot of things. Mm. And so uh, we'll see what happens uh, from looks, the fallout Looks like he became a target of the deep state. Yeah. It was uh, pretty dramatic footage too. You just see yeah. two shots and that second one got him. So yeah. it's like – but uh, yeah, what else has happened in the – Well, Sri Lanka had an uprising – uh, it was amazing to see the images of the president running with his bags to a to a military 
boat to leave <laughs> as he stepped down because they were instituting the Green New Deal in Sri Lanka and getting rid of nitrogen and basically making it impossible to grow food in a very fertile soil there. And uh, it, people are starving. There's a, food, yeah. there's a food shortage. Yeah, they implemented it several years ago. They've been one of the first nations that uh, complied with the WEF. Um, 98% uh, of the, the nitrogen and carbon decrease in that they've gone to um, organic farming and the, the crops. So they say it takes about a year before it shows up on the grocery shelves. And so they last year was lean and this year was leaner and the people rose up as the shelves are empty. And evidently it's not the only country where the shelves are empty. Mm. Yeah, you know, Europe, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, right now they have a farmer strike in the Netherlands, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, um, yeah, they're getting squeezed. Uh, a lot of land is being purchased or they're being squeezed out, so it gets purchased what, by well, the government? Well, they're, they're trying to implement the same things that they implemented in Sri Lanka, the same things they're trying to do in Canada and Australia and all around the world. They're trying to implement um, restrictions on how we normally grow food to follow some paradigm, this... this, this uh, in end of the world scenario because of climate change and they're ushering in all these restrictions which are crushing the food shortage, uh, food production of countries and uh, so they're trying to do that in Netherlands and Netherlands is like we're not having it or they got all those tractors out there and and it's you know there's a there's a definitely a loud loud voice in the Netherlands. Yeah and the Netherlands police are using bullets against uh, the farmers as they're in the street I hear the the farmers drop do, drop some uh, cow poop uh, in the government uh, buildings uh, in front of them and uh, let them know how they felt. But but they have a valid uh, th uh, concern, mm -hmm. not just of food, but that they won't be able to grow enough to maintain their farms and then they'll lose their farms. That's prime farmland. And they're actually talking about using that farmland to relocate refugees and to make them into a place of housing so that this is all part of a bigger strategy even in Germany, uh, they're uh, doing some food rationing right now. So uh, coming soon to a supermarket near you. If you're not a prepper, uh, you need to get on some of the channels that will teach you to be uh, so that you can be ready. There's no reason, and it's not for, to, to have fear. It's just you want to be ready. You don't want to be helpless. You're not helpless. You're, not. you're, you're smart and intuitive. Uh, I think that's part of the, the American ingenuity. And all you have to do is think ahead and go, well, in, in worst case, you, you prepare for the worst and hope for the best, right? Right. Which we should always be doing. I mean, I, you know, our family, we always try to keep a lot of food on hand. And it's not even for just us. It's so that how we can, how, if we're in need, we can't serve other people. So mm -hmm. if we can take care of our family and we can take care of a few other families, we can take care of the people in the church, then we're actually effective when things get wacky so. yeah. yeah i mean even god show uh, sometime on that mm -hmm. yeah we should good. yeah hey, you know even god was a prepper i mean he told uh joseph right that's hey, right you know there, there's he, a famine terminated uh, some dreams famine he said gave him the wisdom and said hey you're gonna have seven years of good stuff so start you know harvesting and start storing it up and you're gonna have seven yeah. years bad and look how much they came ahead yeah. right i mean all other nations were going all the to nations uh, of the egypt world so came to egypt yeah so there's some wisdom on just prepping so there's gonna be some memes on even god was a prepper uh, yeah <laughs> so, then, what's interesting there is that you know then the ones who planned ahead were the ones who led so if when you mm -hmm. when you step in and discern and by faith plan ahead you lead so yeah. So that's you know, and that's what happened with Egypt. Is it, I mean, Egypt's economy exploded when the rest of the world was dying. So, mm. you know, I was listening to uh, Mary Grace uh, Media this morning. Actually, she did an interview with Jack Maxey. He was the one of the original people that had the laptop, uh, Hunter Biden's laptop mm -hmm. content. I uh, got it from Rudy Giuliani, I, I believe. Uh, anyway. Um, and what had happened in this last week was that there was a story that broke out that uh, Hunter Biden's iCloud account got broken into, hacked in by some 4chaners. And Jack Maxey's like, no, that's not what it is. He's one of the guys that were working with us. He's a young kid, really smart, but he just was so frustrated mm -hmm. that he decided, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff out. So a, a bunch more stuff, videos and stuff. And I, I saw a couple of videos where, you know, 
um, he's just weighing out crack on a, a on a scale, you know, a, just a bunch of dereliction. And it's it, it really sad to see, actually. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, this is a guy that's crying out for help. He is his addiction and his you know his whole world is bad. Yeah. What's it going to take for uh, DOJ to to do something? I mean, it's it's getting pretty embarrassing. People are like, well, even Congress is starting to mumble, like, you know, there's got to be a point where we got to do something. Why the young guy put it out is because like guys like Cruz and others have all had this information and they're just sitting on it because they're yeah. just scared to do anything. Grassley, Cruz had it almost. I mean, there is a lot. And Jack Maxey names names. He's like, I gave it to him a year and a half ago. I gave it to him a year ago. You know, everybody's afraid to do something with it. And I think the Republicans are thinking, oh, we have to wait till after the midterms. Then we got more clout and more power, and then we could do something. So I don't know. It's a bunch of politics. But anyway, uh, I don't know if there's anything else we want to jump into or we want to jump into the main event. Yeah, yeah. We uh, So I just got back from three days, actually four, because my flight went um, was delayed the day on the way home. I went to the... Monkeypox. Re- it must have been monkeypox. It must have been monkeypox. <laughs> Yeah, I went to the Reawaken America tour, which is um, by Clay Clark and General Flynn. Those they bound bound together to do this. They used to be called the Health and Freedom Conference, and um, uh, it was like drinking through four fire hoses of content. <laughs> um, Clay Clark knows what he's doing, and he put together a fantastic um, a group of panels of speakers. Um, there were like 80 speakers in two days from like 9 a.m. to like wow. 9 p.m. Wow. I didn't, couldn't even listen to them all. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let, let's just start. And um, what did you go all the way? Where It was in Virginia Beach, yeah, right? Virginia Beach. I mean, that's a long way to go. <laughs> I got probably, Why would you go all that way uh, for a conference? I probably got the award for the person that traveled the furthest. And in fact, the guys that when I got there and told them from California, you're from where? You came all the way from the communist state of California to be here? It was great. Uh, actually, the reason I went is because there was a, there was a pastor there who, um, Dr. Reverend Cook, Bill Cook, he started an organization called the Virginia um, Black Robe Regiment, which is a, um, a, a term that was used during the colonial times. The preachers wore common black robes and when they when they got up to preach and so what happened was they were preaching freedom they were preaching revolution they were preaching the the freedom from the gospel and so the british hated them and they had they like they're like their own regiment these preachers because they preached boldly uh, and the, and, the, and who were in their churches but the founding fathers so there's one one of the um Historians said that there's nothing that's been laid down in the Constitution of the United States nor in the Declaration of Independence Bill of Rights that wasn't first preached from the pulpits in the colonial mm-hmm. times. And mm-hmm. so they had these con- concepts. They wore black robes, common black robes. And so, um, you know, the, the British and the Redcoats would, you know, those black robe regiment. It was, you know, it was a derogatory term, you know. So anyways, so the this pastor, this modern-day pastor, has said, you know, we're going to revise this group of people, and I'm calling together the Gideons 300 the pastors that are saying that they're willing to make a vow to preach boldly the truth, even though their culture has gone way south. And so myself, I just felt called to go. I felt, I told my wife, she's like, yeah, yeah, too much money, too far. I'm like, no, no, I, I felt called to go. Yeah, yeah, we can't afford that. No, honey, I need to go. Like, I have to go. And she was like, all right, you sound serious. I'm like, yeah. So I just felt called to go out there. And I wanted to go to this, you know, the Reawaken America tour before, but I just didn't, it just didn't, it wasn't the right time. So... Mm. So that was almost uh, the Black Robe Regiment, the 300, Gideon's 300. That was like a, almost like a subcommittee of, uh, so there were quite a few pastors. 200 pastors. That group was, mm. was to, I know they've had business uh, emphasis on the um, reawakening tour. So this was uh, really an emphasis for pastors. So they, they accommodated and strategized together. They, they had a whole track of pastors there. And, it was, and they had specific pastors that were speaking to us from uh, that are well-known. Um, Jim Garlow was there. Um, a bunch of amazing, gifted guys that came and spoke. And so we had a separate track. And so we didn't, I missed, I had to I have to go back and re-watch the stuff I missed that was going on in the main room. But most of the speakers tend to be Pastors, uh, not most of them. Some of them are pastors. A lot of them are doctors, lawyers, businessmen. You know, people that are are, are movers and shakers and influencers in the world of, of of proclaiming what 
is going on with this great reset. And Clay Clark, okay, Clay Clark puts it all together. Like, he is amazing. And I, I was like, well, what's your favorite thing to listen to? It was Clay Clark was the, my favorite to listen to because it's like he brings in, brings in these 80 speakers who do 15-minute little messages, and then he shows how all of this is fitting together with this globalist plan of world domination. And that's exactly what it is. That's what's going on as he's exposing that. I even bought his book, which is called The Great Reset versus The Great Awakening, which was the title of the of the conference. Tour, yeah. yeah, and he had the you know, Yuval Harari and Klaus Schwab and Obama and Gates and Soros and Zuckerberg on one that? side, yeah. and then he had all the people on the other side, you know, like uh, Dr. Simone Gold and the Freedom, you know, the Freedom Pass or the. The pastors that are preaching, you know, truth, and all on the other side, you know, and the doctors that are that are proclaiming truth on the other side. So it's like we're in the middle of this war that's mm -hmm. going on. I tell people that right all the time. I say, if there were bombs falling out of the sky right now, we'd all we'd all act differently. We're in the middle of a war, but this is war is a war of like attrition and a war of mo the mind, and there's a war going on to like slowly get your approval for us to take over your sovereignty. Mm. And that's what and that's what they talked about that a lot. That the, the plan of the World Economic Forum is to create trans, transhumanism 2.0, so human humanism 2.0, where you will no longer you'll Klaus Schwab said you will you will be changed. Yeah. <laughs> this this fourth industrial revolution, you will be changed. It, it doesn't just change how we do things, but it will change you. And what they're talking about is mRNA technology yeah. and putting full surveillance under your skin. And they're yeah. they're just telling you we're doing this. Yeah, you've already said that too. Yeah, he? yeah. So so tell us what kind of people attended this conference that that you founded. Well, I mean, it was primarily a bunch of passionate born again believers, mm. followers of Jesus. Uh, very patriotic, very inquisitive, people that are willing to ask tough questions and not feel like they're idiots because they're, they're looking into alternative media. Um, the, you know, the mainstream media just tries to make them look foolish. And it's like, this, you, you don't actually grow and learn anything unless you're actu actually willing to ask questions and then seek out the answers to those questions. So I would say that most of the people there were, you know, um, people that really are looking for truth. Um, I, I would say modern American journalism is dead. So we, you have to kind of do it yourself. You, 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 it's people that, that they can smell something's off. Like, mm. why does the house smell like, you know, like gas is leaking? Yeah. And that's what rotten I think. Eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's yeah. rotten, something's rotten. And, and I don't fully understand why, what it is, but I want to figure it out and ask the tough questions. And, you know, they're asking the tough questions that the lame, or, you know, the left wants to, sh to shame them and cancel them. Anybody who doesn't, you know, who doesn't agree with the mainstream narrative. And that's, you know, part of the theme of this show is to question the narrative. We almost called the show questioning the narrative. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. So, um, so what's going on is there's a, there's a campaign to smear anybody who's asking questions that, and they don't toe the line of the mainstream media. Mm. Hmm. Wow. So uh, now the, the uh, venue was um, pretty intimate, but there were, there were about 3,000 people. People there, yeah, there were three thousand people there. It was awesome. Yeah, and uh, uh, so those were pretty. Uh, I mean, I heard Eric Trump was there. Eric Trump was and there. So uh, how accessible were were these speakers? I mean, they had. Let's just say there was a lot of bodyguards, uh, <laughs> some big, big guys that you wouldn't want to mess with, <laughs> walking them around everywhere with General Flynn and Eric Trump and Don, Don Trump Jr. But they were accessible. They came in, like they came over to the venue where the pastors were, and there was like 150 of us in the room at the time. They said, "Hey, you know, Eric Trump's coming over. You know, he's going to come talk to us." General Flynn's coming over, and they came and interacted with us, and they said, "Listen, pastors, you are got, you guys are part of the last great hope of America. If you guys don't speak out and motivate your people." To do what's right. If you don't, if you don't get bold, we're done. We're going to lose this nation. Mm -hmm. And so there was a call, and there was a charge that was given. And even on the second day, they actually brought us up on the main stage. And Pastor, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, not Pastor, it's you know, Clay Clark, General Flynn commissioned the yeah. Black Robe Regiment. Wow. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I have my shirt on too. I see it. It it says uh, the Fellowship of the Robe. Fellowship so of the Robe. It's a lot like the Lord <laughs> of the Rings. We're a fellowship. And we're carrying on the tradition of the colonial preachers to preach the truth, even when, you know, there's a passage in the scripture where it says, you know, you no longer speak in this name. And they say, hey, should it, should we listen to you or should we do what God says? Yeah, yeah now some of these talks are online um, to, for other people to watch, aren't they? Yeah, I would encourage you. Let's put, we'll have them on the, the link online. Yep. Both full two, you know, the two full days. 
And I would encourage you, go watch the whole thing and watch it on one, one and a half speed if you have to, because it's so well done. At least watch the first 10 minutes and you'll understand the whole meaning of the whole purpose of what they're doing. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I'm going to do that, actually. I've been waiting. I, I guess I got day one. So so uh, tell me, in uh, you know all these people that you listened to, and there were a, a very impressive list, which one impacted you the most? Gosh, that is hard to say. There were so many good. I would say that Clay was one of the best because, he, like I said, he put all the pieces together. Um, being there with 200 pastors from all over the United States, signing the covenant, you know, to, to preach and proclaim the counsel of the word. I mean, just being there was what really impacted me the most. Mm-hmm. Um, having Clay put all the pieces together. I mean, there was there was a Google um, whistleblower that was there. He was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, there was someone who had actually been um, one of this, these one, this one woman uh, who's a journalist who's like had her life threatened. She she was the one that was exposing that Dr. Lieber from the very beginning was responsible for the Wuhan lab and establishing it, a Harvard pr- professor. Wow. And mm-hmm. she had all his data and everything he did. She had been tracking him from the beginning, which is, it blows my mind because when, when this first happened and I was like, mm, something doesn't smell right. I was like, I, I read on the Department of Justice website, this guy was arrested for being paid for, paid by hiding money that he was paid for, paid from the CCP. He was paid a million dollars to set up the Wuhan lab and 500, 500,000 or $50,000 a month to, to set it all Keep up. It going, huh? Well, his technology is nanotechnology. Mm. So his, his entire focus and study is nano, nanotechnology. And so they're showing how this is the plan. And then, the, the, you know, Klaus Schwab and, you know, Harari are saying that's our plan. Yeah. And it's funny because when it first happened, when it first started happening, and people were sending me these articles, this is, all, this is what this is all about. People were like, oh, no, that's conspiracy theory. Oh, you got, you know, you know funky hats on, you know, tinfoil hat people wearing people. And I sent an email to my elder board and I said, guys, if this is really what's going on, this is an abomination to God because we've been created in his image, his, you know, God's image. Yeah. So to change our DNA and modify our DNA is an abomination to God. And my older board came, oh, you're, you're overreacting, don't get this conspiracy theory. And, like, and then guess what? One by one, my, everybody on my elder board has come to the conclusion that yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, and I, I noticed I was I was painting a fence while uh, while uh, listening to the conference uh, remotely. So I noticed that Clay Car- Clark he emphasized on the tour the the uh, importance of really seeing that this is a battle of of good versus evil. evil. That this is not a partisan thing. This is not um, you know the rich against the poor. It, it is good against evil. And he made some uh, suggestions. He has quite a few free um, resources on his website and we'll put those on too but one of the things that he said uh, he also had a a part part of what he put up was um, a job board of of Mm. state by state of employers who are not requiring the vax and then uh, he he also gives a free uh, that book of the great reset and the great awakening is free on his website you just go to the the um, the the shopping cart and it it says it it costs zero so you just put it in the shopping cart and and he'll send it to you and and what's his deal on the price of the conference? Well, so Clay knows what he's doing. I mean, he's got VIP people that come there and they pay a couple hundred dollars to be there, and then he has people that can't pay, and then he's like, listen, just name your price, and he said, we just want you there, and if you can get enough people there, that you know, it's going to pay for itself, but. He like there's people they give free tickets to. There's people that paid twenty five bucks for a ticket. Other people paid four or five hundred dollars for a ticket. And it really has to do with like, are do you want to like be sit up front? Do you want to be closer to the speakers? Do you really want to engage? And do you want to pay for a little bit for the people that can't afford the full mm-hmm. cost of the because these speakers bring them in around the world is, is expensive. Yeah, I actually went ahead and bought his book even though. I didn't have to buy it because oh, I have it. You got it signed. And I got it signed by him. <laughs> it's great. He came sat by his. But what I loved about his book, just take a few moments, he outlines all of the major events that have happened in two, wow. since 2010, 11, 12, 13, all of the details. So, and I was thinking to myself, gosh, I wish there was a book that had everything like, like a, a timeline. timeline so then I could go and write notes. It has places for me to go and write notes. Oh, that's great. Oh, nice. And then the last, interesting, the last half of the book is all the book of Daniel, which, I, you know, I don't need a copy of the book of Daniel, but I think he's really emphasizing the book of Daniel. And man, Clay is like like a pastor, man. The guy, mm-hmm. yeah, he is I, I was fully impressed. committed to the Lord and the word of God. He is speaking chapter yeah. and verse, scripture by scripture throughout the whole time. 
Yeah. yeah. He's Isn't done his he? research. Yeah, well, he was, uh, he's a business coach, isn't he? So he, he knows how to make things come together to work. And he, he uh, is very motivational. And he was the MC. Uh, he just made everybody, I could, I could feel the vibes. Yeah. yeah. So what, um, did you have any surprises? I know you went there with some ideas in your mind of what it would be like. Uh, were you surprised by anything? I, I wasn't super surprised. I, I was more along the lines like, blown away about like I want to go again like I want to take you wow. guys with me next mm-hmm. like I want to go do it like the one they're doing another one in Idaho Washington border they're doing another that's one right in Pennsylvania yeah. which is a little far um so like one that's closer I'd like to go to and take a bunch road I think, trip I think I would have got more even a little more out of it even if I had a couple friends there because we could like oh yeah you go listen to the speakers off. I'm gonna go outside for a while because literally it's so there's so much content you just feel like I can't take any more content and if you have like a team there you can kind of pool content together so very cool so you know there was a lot of politics and it sounds like there was a lot of faith i mean did you feel like the presence of god or anything what what would you say dude right (laughs) off the bat yeah they they had worship every morning and then they had a pastor speak and then they would blow the shofar and they would blow a beautiful blowing of the shofar and they would pray and they'd usher in the presence of god It, it was like a prayer worship event that had a bunch of content it's like it set the, the 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 place. I mean, there were people just spontaneously start worshiping Jesus in the audience, like, and, and people would say something, and then everybody yes, and they would just start raising their hands and start worshiping. Like it was it, it was powerful. Um, yeah, that's exciting. So uh, obviously, you've got some positive review of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I know uh, we will have to get do a little road trip up to Washington and Idaho. There are three more. Um, I'm not, uh, we'll post the dates of those three. They're on Clay Clark's website so that people can can know if they want to uh, attend because uh, that's it for the year. It's mm-hmm. just three more, and I think the last one's in October. Right. So, did you know, you said you didn't have any friends going there, but did you make any while you were there? Yeah, I mean, they're just beautiful people everywhere. Uh, young uh, um middle-aged couple I went with we went to went around sharing Jesus with people in Virginia Beach they gave me a ride and we went in the rain we went around just shared Jesus <laughs> with 10 people and they're just super hungry people that love the Lord and that, that wow. so I made some friends um you got to meet uh Dr. Judy Mikovitz uh oh, who nice. said she'd come to Santa Cruz come on nice yeah. nice we'll have her on the show yeah yeah, that's so good. And and remind uh, our listeners who may not be familiar with who she is, so what she, she brings to the table. So Dr. Judy uh, was made popular. She's a doctor, she's a research scientist on in gen- genetics and bio- microbiology, and she was warning people from the beginning that these these shots and this virus was there's a lot of lies being floating around. And um, I think she was in a movie a video called Pandemic or Scandemic or Plandemic, Plandemic, mm. and uh, it's had like a billion views. Yeah. Billion, and they've, Are and they, you serious? Yeah, and they've taken it. Wow, they've taken it down multiple times, and then when it goes up on another platform, it has like millions of views. So the the, the it just was great to be there. All these people getting the word out. People that are like minded. They're just saying, listen, there's something going on that we we that that is being hidden from the populace. Sounds good. So, what are the top two or three take home responses that you were planning on implementing from this conference? Mm. Okay. Well, okay. So. Jim Garlow, who is basically, he came to, he, he's, Jim's known really well. I, I've never met the guy, but apparently he's known all over the world for a guy that activates um, pastors and churches into political action. He really just said, you know, um, we can't rely on Trump. We can't rely on people. We can't rely on just a few people to save us. It's going to be a local effort. And, and this is something we talk about all the time on the radio, but you've got to get involved in local action. Um, the fact that the Supreme Court took the judgment about Roe v. Wade out of the hands of the Supreme Federal Court, and now it goes to the states. Okay, I felt like, like there's been blessings that have been handed to us. Now the ball's in our court. If uh, we continue to be lukewarm and lethargic and don't get engaged in local action, then we will have wasted what the gifts that have been given to us. So it's important. He, he if I highlighted a couple things. He said, listen, get people to run for office who know the Lord, love the Lord, who vote biblically. Encourage them. Stand behind them. Help work with them. Number two, become a poll worker, which I think you guys both got trained to be mm-hmm. poll workers, yeah. right? And even more, become a poll judge. They're like a little bit higher level, not just a worker, but a, a poll judge. He says, if you do this, if you share this content far and wide, you get people into local action, we can. There's time left to save America. 
Mm. Oh, that's encouraging. Yeah, that good. is. Wow. Um, so let me ask you another question then. So if someone's at a place in their life where they're feeling kind of spiritually mediocre and stuff, would a, a conference like this actually help? Oh, absolutely. You think? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you they would be very fired up to go. It's just a bunch of people there. I mean, even if the person's not a believer, like they're not a Christian, not born again, they don't follow Jesus, but they're conservative and they, they smell something's wrong. Uh, there's a ton of patriots there, conservatives. Even if they just want to investigate kind of what's been going on, the phenomenon the, of the war that we're in, it will encourage them because they don't, they're like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like something is going on that is not okay and I'm not crazy. There are other people here that recognize this, what I've recognized, that see what I've seen. It's almost like a, a confirmation when they see common sense, like a boy is a boy, a girl is a girl sort of thing. It's like, I've always believed that, and here's a room full of people that are saying the yes. same thing. And so even if it's not a spiritual, like, come to Jesus, I think what they're seeing and hearing are things that resonate deep down in their soul as this is true and this is common sense. And I think there, it's really important to be in a place where you are physically looking at people who are also going to carry a message of hope and that are not going to tolerate our country being taken away from us. They're not uh, going to stand by idly. And, and just being in a place, I, I know even in my neighborhood, we have some barbecues um, with my neighbors and uh, looking them in the eye and going, oh, thank goodness I have, you know, I know who my, who's safe in the neighborhood and I know there's, uh, there's uh, strength in numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that, that part is important, just going to a conference where there are similar, not everybody's like-minded completely. They're not uh, clones, but um, they, they're all saying the same thing. They're saying it's up to us to stand up and to take position and to keep our country uh, free, that nobody else is coming, including Donald John Trump. And right. I think Donald John Trump has said that. He said it's time for the local, and, and certainly General Flynn has said it. He has encouraged oh, yeah. people to go to the local level, that the strategy is always at the local level. And for those of you who might feel like, well, that's fine for those conservative states, we live in California uh, the fact is, there's a very good chance that California was red um, during the election. Yes. And the other thing is that uh, if you don't say anything, you can be guaranteed that nothing will change. Right. But yeah. as people begin to wake up, even those who are more liberal, who would be blue, they are beginning to feel some pain. And they, they sense there is something wrong because this is not a Democrat versus Republican situation. Mm -hmm. It is a good versus evil. We have a place to speak into this. And it's, it's time to be courageous and to say, you know, we, we need to change this. This thing about um, being a sanctuary state is not okay. No. I don't agree with that. And to begin to go against what we think is the tide, because it might not be the tide. And I'll tell you, it, every 12 hours, the tide turns. So right. our tide is needing to turn. Well, one of the things that it's interesting, it was polled, they polled pastors and, and, and people in churches, and they said, why aren't you speaking about some of this stuff? And a lot of people said, I want to. I just don't know how I would. I don't know how to speak about these things with people. So I think one of the important things about the Black Robe Regiment and the pastors and the leaders is to teach people how to think biblically and love people and speak the truth in love. We need to be taught how to speak the truth in love. And like, well, you know, I, I'm not sure I agree with that. Um, well, why no, don't you? Well, because I really believe it's when we're talking about they're not birthing persons they're women <laughs> okay so like why are we changing our con like thousands of years and we're changing the language in the last two years everybody's cramming this down our throat it seems like there's an agenda here and there is and so i think we're, we need to show people how to wake people up which is obviously what we're doing with the show yeah hey you sent me something the other day it was uh father james altman was he there yeah oh my tell me gosh, a little bit about him because i listened to his video and i was just really and this is where i think people will wake up because yes. they fall into culture and and he's a you know catholic uh, priest but a lot of catholics are like well i'm catholic so i vote democrat but yet he pointed out and i'll let you say the rest well was he was really the only impressive. one that was actually wearing a black robe okay. <laughs> <laughs> and oh my gosh he was funny as all get out and passionate 
about the Lord. And like, you could feel the presence of God on him. And he invoked the name of Jesus, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. You could feel the presence of God. And he was like, you know, he was calling it out. I mean, he got really, he, he got like canceled by on YouTube and others because he was like, no, you, President Barack Obama can't say bless parent, pre, Planned Parenthood. You cannot bless that which God damns. And he would say, yeah. this is damned by God. Yeah, and he went through and he used very harsh language, men dressing like women and acting this. It is this is not okay. And he just went through and attacked all the sacred cows. And he even attacked the, the the pope. He's like, listen, back when the pope was Catholic, they used to talk like I'm talking, but now they're just yeah. like they're going to give anybody communion and they're going to say you're, you're you're Catholic. It's like no, they've embraced this this globalist agenda, and it is not Christ's agenda. And he he was like very like. No wonder he got canceled, and and the Pope's not you know real fond of him. But he's like, I'm gonna. He's a. He, he, this is one of the things they said. And then another pastor said this too: politicians don't tell prophets what to do. Prophets tell politicians what to do, mm -hmm. and that's what we see in the Bible over and over again. When Nathan mm -hmm. told David what to do, when Samuel told Saul what to do. When, when, you know, when the prophets came up, they didn't, it doesn't go the other way around. That's what's been going on is the, polit the political world is trying to tell the church what it's allowed to say and what it's not allowed to say. And Father Altman was like, nope, that's not our role. Our role is to be a prophetic voice like Martin Luther King Jr. was a prophetic voice to America to say, you're not living up to your paper. I just want you to act like what your papers say, yeah. right? Which is the Constitution. Constitution, you know. So uh, that's the role of a pastor, and that's the role of our, our, in our churches is we're to be prophetic voices to, to our nation and to the people in our congregation and to the, you know, to the world. Well, I have to say I was very impressed with that video, which I definitely will have in the show notes on wakethebearradio.com. Yeah, wakethebearradio.com. Yeah, now I, I know uh, you're very, very passionate, but have you uh, felt a little bit of a shift since you, you went to the Great Awakening Tour? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting when you watch, when I was there, the speakers were like realists and and positive. But sometimes you'd hear one of the speakers and you'd be like, oh my gosh, we're winning. Like they talked about the Georgia Guidestones and all the things that they stand for, that they got broken down. And then, then someone come in and when Dr. Jane Ruby would talk about the the, the material that they're pulling out mm. of dead bodies, like like there's groups of the like, strings of clots, the strings of clots that do not look like normal blood clots, and they put them side by side, and then that's a normal blood clot. The, the, who are the guys that do the undertaking? They're called embalmers. Oh. Yeah. They can't embalm these bodies because they have thread-like material all through their arteries and veins that, that they've never seen before. And then they said, "Listen, it's not." It's, they're like, oh, no, you're just having trouble with blood clots. They're like, no, this is not blood clots. It's some type of, like, th thick, like, stringy circus circuitry that they're yeah, pulling out. nanotechnology. Yeah, well, they showed the, a, a, a bombing, and he's pulling it out. And then as soon as he pulled it out, all of a sudden the bomb bomb bombing fluid flew through and, because there was something in the arteries that was being developed. Huh. And it's just, and you look like you're looking at something that's, like, a horror sci film, sci-fi yeah. horror film, but it's real. Yeah, and, and there's so multiple ups and downs in that week. So yeah, so the whole point of it was like, one minute I would listen to one speaker and I'd be like, "Yes, we're winning," and then I'd be like, "Oh crap, this is this." There's a huge war going on. Yeah, and it's just up and down and up, and it was emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So you're still processing, obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a good word for all of us is that uh, we need to manage and be wise about what we let into our soul because and and loose it i mean really we are the ones that manage our our uh, makeup and we know what what gives us life uh, you need to spend at least as much time in the word and in worship and really just releasing to god hey this is a heavy thing lord what are you going to do about it what do you want me to do about it uh versus um really staying anxious or in a place of depression or will this ever change or uh, you know I, I do believe you've read the end of the book yeah we're not supposed to give in to fear and when we see when Jesus says in Matthew 24 you're gonna hear of wars and rumors of wars there'll be famines and pestilence and plagues he said and the end is not yet and it said and do not fear and that's the, the thing that's that right. Jesus says over and over again there's there's things that will make you feel fearful 
but we're not to fear. And he, Jesus says this, the one who is in you is greater than the one that's in the world, meaning the Holy Ghost in you is greater than the forces that are in the world. And so I, we need to remember that, like, no one's going to take your life. It, it, nothing's going to get past God. Like, so when I, you know, even when I fly, I just always pray before I take off and when I land, because those are the times that, you know, I'm most likely to have a malfunction. And I just kind of said, Lord, my life is in your hands. I trust in you. And, and I ask for God to just protect me where I'm going. And I think that's one of the things we need to do is prayers of protection over, over people that are fighting for truth. All of these speakers, I would say prayers of protection over them. Like Dr. Madej wasn't there this time because she got in a freak plane accident. Like a small engine plane, her and her boyfriend were flying and all of a sudden it died, right? Okay, so okay, I'm hearing that story about that story when I'm going to fly to... And I'm like, you know what? You can play play with your mind a little bit. And that's what the enemy wants you to do, is he wants you to imagine the worst. And my focus is it's not over till it's good because God is good. And the story's not over till it's good. That's so good. And and that makes me think of what that public uh, announcement statement in New York. It was fear-mongering. I mean, there's a difference between preparing people, but just to spontaneously bring it out. Uh, people go into fear, they shut down, uh, they isolate, they go into anxiety, they get unhealthy, they start drinking, they do drugs, uh, they um, don't trust their neighbors. Right. Uh, so all of that is designed to bring about the, the kingdom of darkness and to um, put forth the, the evil agenda and the Antichrist agenda. And that's why God says, I've not given you that spirit. It's not a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Yep, and right. so we need to stand in that. We need to activate that. Yeah, so, you know, it reminds me of uh, even the night before Jesus was taken away to be betrayed and, and hung on a cross. He said to his disciples, you know, tough times are coming. He says, things are going to get bad. And, and he says, let not your heart be troubled. troubled. And, you know, think about it. I mean, he knew that the next day they are going to experience the loss of him. And it's like they followed him. They gave up everything. And all of a sudden they killed him. I mean, right. so he knew what they were going to go through, and yet he said, let not your heart be troubled, which yeah. tells me that God does give you the ability to overcome these things and right. to let your heart not be troubled. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we, we make excuses, but you don't know my situation, or you don't understand. I mean, this is how, the Russians are coming, blah, 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 right. you know, New York uh, blown up with, et cetera, et cetera. Name your excuse. But God has given us each a way to let our hearts not be troubled. Right. If we go to him, you know, he will work that out. And he will give us that peace, which transcends all understanding. So anyway, I, uh, I just remember that one, him saying he's obviously given us a way because he wouldn't command that. Let not your heart be troubled. And yeah. the assumption in that is that, that we will have some trouble. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we've overcome that. And I know that uh, Dr. Simone Gold, whom I, I heard over at Calvary Chapel mm-hmm. last year, she, tremendous uh, gave the, the protocols uh, to come against COVID and gave the science and the, the numbers. Now, what, what's the story on her? Well, I mean, Dr. Simone Gold is brilliant. I mean, you know, you know, um, she has, she both is a practicing do- Dr. MD and she has a law degree. Yeah. The woman's brilliant. So anyways, so she went, she was there on January 6th and w- walked straight in. There was no violence. She went into the rotunda the, the, in the middle. She was supposed to give a speech at Trump's speech and then they canceled it and then they said we're going to walk now so she just went and walked in and there was she didn't the police let the let them through they're opening the doors for them she went in and she didn't have anywhere to give her speech so she had already written it so she just videotaped herself giving her speech in the rotunda of the capitol and then later they came to her and arrested her and said you you violated uh you know two three misdemeanor trespassing you know so basically they like basically they were going to just keep her in jail unless she just admitted that she had violated, she had trespassed. And she's like, yeah, I, I trespassed. Like, but how many people do you know that did that trespass and get a two month sentence for a misdemeanor trespass? So yeah. this, so she was there speaking actually at this conference and it was the, probably the last time she'll speak before she goes into jail for two months to yeah. serve a two month jail sentence. I mean, do you remember when COVID when they were letting out murderers and yeah. rapists 
out because of COVID, COVID yeah. on the streets. Well, I do believe they are catch and release still. Catching them and releasing them. And yet you get someone who has no criminal history, who has a law degree, who has a, who's a medical doctor who's helping people, and they're going to put her in prison for a year. And so she has to do a plea deal. In a 60 safe, days. Well, no, she's, but she had to negotiate the oh, 60 days okay, okay. to get to that, the two months. Got it. So she, and she gave, a, she gave her an explanation. She said, listen, I got, I got people to save. I got people, humans to, to like share. I, I, so, yeah, I took a plea. Some people were critical of me. But I, there, this is, we don't have much time left. And so she's like, I got to do what I got to come called to do. So I took a plea deal, uh, admitted to, you know, trespassing to, uh, two misdemeanors. And, that, and they gave me 60 days in, in federal prison. You know? uh. So, yeah. yeah, so her path is different than Jake Lang, whom we had on a few weeks ago, right. who is not dealing, and he is still in uh, in prison, and he is still under those harsh uh, situations. Now, um, just before we go on and finish up about uh, the rest of the conference, uh, Torben um, Sondergaard is mm. also in jail right now. Yeah. Now, who who is he, and what is he in jail for? Do you know? Well, oh, okay, so yeah. be, before we were really close, we both admired Torben. Yeah, we saw all these videos of him casting demons out of people. Yeah. I mean, people doing the worm on New York City, right downtown. Right. And he would, uh, yeah, complete strangers. I mean, it wasn't like a setup or anything like that. Yeah, he would go around and he would preach the gospel, and then people would have resistance to the gospel, and he would say, you know, you got demon demonic forces holding mm -hmm. you back. He would cast out the demons. And he's from Denmark. So he, that's uh, casting out demons is a major part of Jesus' ministry. Casting out demons is a major part of Torben's ministry. Yeah. So in Denmark... People were getting set free, and the government forbid him. They made it illegal to cast out demons in Denmark. Yeah. Yeah, they said, you can't do that. You can't do that. No, we want to keep and our the, friends. And I think it all started because he made a side, side comment. He said there were some people that had autism, effects of it, and after they had a demon cast mm -hmm. out of them, they didn't have those symptoms anymore. Wow. Oh, so all of a sudden all, all the autism board came up and said, out. oh, you're saying, you know, you're demon-possessed. And he wasn't saying that at all. He was just saying, hey, we've noticed the effects, and, and this happened to some people. Yeah. You know, he just is stating what happened. So anyway, he left to the U.S. for asylum, for asylum. because they were going to arrest him for huh. casting out a demon. And so he was in the States uh, for the last, what, year and a half yeah. or, or so, <laughs> trying to get papers. He was going to become a U.S. citizen. And then they called him in um, just uh, a week and a half to ago. To talk about his asylum case. Yeah, so he's all, like, excited. He goes there. Yeah, he just like, got back from a ministry trip in Mexico, right. too. Yeah, yeah, he was doing uh, some ministry in Mexico. And so he comes back thinking, oh, this is going to be great. They're finally going to hear my case so I can get asylum and become a U.S. citizen. And they're like, well, actually, that's not why we actually called you in. We actually are calling you in because we are going to charge you with, uh, what, shipping weapons? Weapons smuggling. Yeah, from smuggling Mexico. weapons from Mexico. He's And this is like, if you know <laughs> Torben, that's the farthest from the truth of what, who, who oh, this guy yeah. is. And it's obviously full-on lies. Well, they put him in solitary confinement for the past 10 days. Yeah. yeah. And they're saying he's a threat, national threat. I mean... So, you know, this guy's being persecuted, basically. I, I, you know, I think that somebody created trumped-up charges on him. Yeah. And they're attacking him. He said, listen, the only thing I smuggled back from Mexico is testimonies of people getting set free, healed, and delivered. Absolutely. And if you go on his uh, Facebook page, you can listen. He does a very long post about what has happened and how God's going to use it. And God must have me here for a reason. It's going to preach the gospel to people. And he's just really positive. Yeah. You know, just real quick, you know, his attitude is very different than you might, you might think he's a showy person with the casting out demons. Actually 99% of anything that happens is the people that attend. He's like, okay, you come here. Now you try this, you do this. Yes. And so, you know, everybody comes to get a kickstart. Like, Hey, I've never prayed for a sick person. Okay. Here's a sick person over here. I just found him. You know, we were walking the streets and stuff like that. And I was like, Okay, you pray for him and do what I, you know, told you how activates to do it. Activates people, and uh, yeah. he activates. So his big thing is, and people say, "Oh, would you do it?" And he's like, "No, I want you to do it." Now you heard me this afternoon. Now apply it. And so hundreds, if not thousands, of people around the world have learned how to actually heal because now they understand the expectation. So that's the kind of guy he yeah. is. He's not like he's a great. showy, like it's all about me. Yeah. And that is the gospel of the kingdom, isn't it? It it is to um, it's to be saved, to heal, to deliver. It. Uh, I mean, it's. 
is the whole package. So it, we don't just stop with a, a ticket to heaven. In fact, the evidence of it is that we we release the power of God wherever we go and we set the captives free, that Isaiah 60, 1 and 2. Um, there was an update on Tor- Torben's uh, face, Facebook page today and okay. his wife because um, he's been in solitary. They didn't just put him in with the general population. He, he's been taken out of solitary and is now an op- with o- an open cell together with others. So I would expect revival mm-hmm. to break out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Looks like we got a call right under the wire. I well, we got three it. minutes. We can probably take a quick call. All right. Okay, let's give it a shot. I don't even have the name. Let's uh, put it on here. Uh, you know what? This isn't uh, accepting. I may need help from the sound. It looks like they, well, let they me, might have hung okay. up let me, too. Let me give you one thing because we only got a few minutes left. You know, you asked me this, Chris, and you asked me, you know, um, there's been a lot of attacks on this conference that I went to, uh, mm-hmm. Clay Clark and General Flynn and, and you know, th- things like, you know, they're racist, you know, or, that you know, they're, they're, it was widely attended by all races, black pastors, Hispanic pastors, I mean, white pastors, like, it was not in the least bit racist. And that's, you know, that's just something that, like, um, they do to accuse the brethren, to accuse people without cause. And that's what's going on. And then, you know, and, and then some people attacked Flynn because he gave kind of a, a, kind of like a Catholic declaration prayer. And there was, like, an occultist that used that same type of prayer. So they were linking it to him. I think that General Flynn, honestly, he's like, I'm new to all this. I think he's a new believing Christian. And how many of us would get up in front of 3,000 people and lead a prayer when we just became a Christian? He's, just, he's stepping out, and, and he, mm-hmm. sometimes he bumbles, and he doesn't make the right declaration. It's not, it's not fully theolo- theologically accurate. But yeah. I know. I, I shook that man's heart, hand, and I looked him in the eyes. I heard him speak. He has a good heart, and mm-hmm. he knows he's, he cares about people, and he wants to see people liberated and free. And then some people have attacked and said, you know, well, you know, aren't these just violent QAnon people spreading misinformation? And that really is, so that attack is really just to shame and silence people who are questioning the narrative, to yeah. get people not to question the ma- mainstream media. So there's a lot of accusations out there, and I just want to encourage everybody to go um, to our website, go watch some of these videos, The Great Reset uh, versus The Great Awakening. Um, go watch, go look up all the lists of the people and go on Rumble and on, you know, some of the new tubes and the the new media out there and actually go listen to some of these people and you don't have to believe everything you're listening to. And that's not what we're saying, but ask the questions, do your research. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds good. And we will have a ton of links on our, um, show notes. Yeah. And there's, and there's one thing I, I don't want to say this. this is a proverb 1813 says he who answers a matter before he hears it, it is a folly and a shame to him. So we don't want to answer. So you got to first research it before you answer a matter. All right. Well, thanks for sharing tonight, Brandon. You just lit us all up to get excited to go to the next Great Awakening Tour and Reawakening Tour. And we hope that all our listeners just have a tremendous, great week. Yeah, God bless you. Yeah, good night. Good night. This has been Wake the Bear Radio on KSCO, 1080 on your AM dial.